Welcome to this podcast episode of Narcissists in Divorce, The Narcissist Trap. I'm Dr. Supriya McKenna. I'm a former family doctor, but my life's true work is working with people who have fallen prey to narcissistic relationships of any kind. But I'm particularly busy in the area of divorce. Over the last few years, I've been very proud to become an Amazon best-selling author on the subject of narcissism, and my brand new book, Narcissists in Divorce, From Love Locked to Leaving, is out right now on Amazon. That's the first book in the Narcissists in Divorce series, and the follow-on to that will be out in the spring, and that's called Narcissists in Divorce, From Leaving to Liberty. And please do note that although I use the word divorce, these books are equally applicable to anyone leaving a serious intimate relationship with a narcissist, whether they are married or not. I also have a book out called The Narcissist Trap, The Mind-Bending Pull of the Great Pretenders. And that book might be useful in helping the people around you who are supporting you to understand more about what happened to you and about narcissism generally. I'm also the co-author with British divorce lawyer Karen Walker of Narcissism and Family Law, a practitioner's guide. And between us, Karen and I have trained thousands of family law professionals in narcissistic personality disorder, including judges, lawyers, mediators and social workers. For further narcissism resources from me, please do visit thelifedoctor.org or drsapria.com. And that web address has the doctor fully spelt out. Thing that I've noticed, Karen, with my clients is that when they are in the divorce process, they can quite often be very upset to find that they've been replaced or that the narcissistic spouse has a, a new partner very, very, very quickly. So they're still healing, they're still traumatized, still grieving for the relationship in those very early stages of grief. And yet the narcissist seems to have just sort of skipped off into the sunset with someone completely new. So do you find that quite commonly happens? I do. And I, and I, and I think that um, one has to bear in mind that the, the, the narcissist has probably got um, a number of potential new partners already in the offing long before this relationship has broken down. I think you mentioned before about the narcissist being like the sun with moons revolving around them. And some of those moons will be closer um, to the sun, so the significant other. Or planets more than the yeah, sun. Yeah, planets, that's right. Planets orbiting the sun, and some will be closer than others. Mm. Um, and so um, I think it's not unusual that the, the narcissist may have been in another relationship for some time, or may have been in a, a number of other relationships of varying types, so that they will move one of those mm. people up to the, the new significant other um, and it appears very quick if you are the spouse but actually it's something that's been been cultivated that person's possibly been love bombed already for some time and the, the love bombing is just going up a notch at that stage mm. and also the narcissist doesn't want to be without a partner and so um, it's very important to them that they've got somebody or a number of somebody who can step up to the plate fairly instantly so I think it's, it's important not to be surprised and I think it's another indicator that you're possibly dealing with a narcissistic situation if there's a there's a new person involved very quickly 
and it's it's because they need narcissistic supply isn't it it's that desperate need for mm. fuel for narcissistic supply they can't be without it because if they are without it their false persona is no longer propped up and that collapses mm. and then that false persona was what was protecting them from having to sort of feel their own feelings of unworthiness and shame and inadequacy so they need a new person to come in or or they need to promote someone to the, their primary source of narcissistic supply very quickly in order to keep mm. the levels of supply the levels of fuel up it's a need it's not it's not just a want it's not just a mm. nice to have mm. it's a need and yes you're right i think it is about that orbiting people who are orbiting them and they might promote one person to a primary supply but they probably had lots of people waiting in the wings and they'll probably be mm-hmm. a number of very disappointed people also orbiting them thinking well why didn't he or she pick me for the role of new primary person so yes mm-hmm. don't be surprised I and I, mm-hmm. as you say I do think it might be an indicator that you are dealing with a narcissist and of course they might also be testing the water with a with a number of opportunities and very much playing the victim. So they'll be going from person to person with the sob story of my yes. you know, my wife or my husband doesn't understand me um, and I've been miserable for years and um, it's all so terrible and woe is me and, and very much wanting someone to look after them and then sort of testing how different people react and who makes them feel better about themselves and the search for a replacement and enjoying the looking while it's going on so it's a real opportunity for mm. um sort of searching for sources of fuel and evaluating which are the better or what might be the best source of immediate replacement fuel um but with other secondary sources also around mm. Mm. the narcissist will have already primed that new source of supply and as you say they'll have played the victim and in playing the victim of course they'll have bad-mouthed you as the former partner you'll have been smeared your name will have been smeared mm-hmm. you will have been the worst person mm-hmm. in the world they'd have been a, a fantastic person for putting up with you for as long as they did and so the new partner will actually feel really sorry for them and think what a dreadful person you mm-hmm. are so they're never going to believe given that they're also in the love bombing phase mm-hmm. Um, where their heart's desires are being given to them and they are with their soulmate or they think they are with their soulmate, they're never going to believe what you tell them about the narcissist. And of course, even if they haven't been told that you're a terrible person, they they may have been told that you're a very clingy, jealous, needy, dreadful person that's been sort of ripped onto them, that they've had to shake off eventually. that um, you know you, you are you are insanely jealous with um, with with um, psychiatric tendencies and peculiar behaviours. So that the new person is whichever way it's played by the narcissist, they're never going to believe that actually this wonderful person who appears to be their soulmate is anything other than perfect and their salvation. So to try and point out otherwise not only will be futile but will actually play into the narcissist's hands because you'll be behaving in the way that they've already set up the smear campaign to suggest that you're going to do um, and so actually you're just playing to the type that they've identified yes. for you exactly because they've made you look um, like you're crazy essentially mm. unless that they quite often say you know he or she is crazy mm. 
they stalk me or you know coming out with all sorts of things so you then going to to try to sort of chat to the person and and try to save them is just going to play completely into that myth that's already been made um and other people um often say to me that they're hoping that in time the narcissist new partner will sort of team up with them for the benefit of the children in order to help with the co-parenting mm. of the children mm. because obviously the narcissist is counter-parenting mm. um, and that's a subject for another podcast mm. but the narcissist will be counter-parenting making things really difficult for you as a co-parent many times people mm. say well he's got this or she's got this new partner and I'm really hoping that in time we can meet up and have a chat and they will help to do the right thing by the children but I think that again is um wishful thinking yeah. what do you think on that no I, th- I think you're right um I don't think there's any alliance to be made between the various forms of supply for the narcissist it just doesn't work you might think that this person might be an ally but it's not going to happen mainly because the narcissist won't let it they'll structure things so that because any mm. potential alliance mm. might be against them and that's the last thing that they would want and also, of course, you might hate the new partner. You might think this person is, I mean, especially if there was an overlap between you and them and you find out about it, you might think well, this person is the, the reason for the demise of, of my relationship. Or or you might just think, well, what a terrible person for, for doing this anyway, whilst we were married or so quickly after yeah. the end of our relationship. Yeah. But actually that person is likely to be a bit like you. Exactly. They're likely to be quite a nice person. Mm. They're likely mm. to be someone mm. who's a giver. Um, and as I said before, a rescuer, a giver, mm. someone that cares, someone with a lot of empathy. Yeah. So before you start hating that new partner, and they probably have a lot of qualities that mm. are rather like mm. yours, rather like the ones mm. that drew the narcissist to you mm. in the first place. I think you probably find that you've got a great deal in common I think that's probably true. And and I think also you probably find that you should feel sorry for them because actually they are about to experience all the terrible things that you've already been through. Um, And as you said earlier, the one thing you can't do is save them from it. They've got to go through that experience. They won't want to be saved from it, just like you wouldn't have wanted to be. Exactly. If you think back to when you were in that love bond phase. And so their cycle is going to call it that with the narcissist has got to run its own course and there's nothing that you can do to become involved in it but I think hating somebody holding any kind of grudge only ever adversely affects the person who holds it I think you're right and certainly with the resentments they do say don't know that it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die from it yeah exactly right the other thing with this is that of course they'll be posting photos of themselves on Facebook or wherever and idealizing that person and holding hands with them as they walk past your house or whatever it is that they're going to do Uh, and you're going to think Mm. have they actually found true love you know was it me no what they found is just another source of supply Um, again somebody that they have no real feelings for it's all about them Um, they found somebody that can mirror and reflect back to them how they want to feel about themselves and they're shiny and new and it's been a new chase which is exciting and it's all about the narcissist so I think it's important never to think I wasn't good enough or somehow I did something wrong and now they've gone to find this this new person who's everything I wasn't actually they're everything that you were in a new form that's all 
um, and the narcissist cares no more about them than they did about you or than they will do about anybody else. And they are without doubt going to go through the same cycle as, as you did. Yes. Um, and that's an inevitability. Yes. I mean, it may be years down the line. Yeah. It may be months down the line. It could be decades down the line. But unfortunately, nothing has changed no. because no. this leopard really can't change its spots. My brand new book, Narcissists in Divorce, From Love Locked to Leaving, is out now. For more information and online courses about narcissism, please do check out my websites, thelifedoctor.org or drsapria.com.